All right. Hello, everyone. We are in Matthew chapter 6 this morning. Matthew chapter 6, and I'm going to recite the Lord's Prayer. If you know this prayer, you can say it with me. I'm doing old school King James. I'm an old school kind of guy. When Jesus taught his disciples to pray, he said, pray like this. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. For the last six weeks, seven weeks, we've been going through this prayer one step at a time. And today we get the final step, the last request. See, this, this prayer begins by us, as we talk to God, we talk to God as Father. Our Father who art in heaven. We come to God, not to someone far removed, distant, some celebrity in Hollywood. We come to a God who wants to know us, so we pray relationally. Not to a God far and distant, but a God who comes near, our Father, who loves, who cares. And the first three requests, they go, make your name holy, your kingdom come, your will be done. These first three requests, we, when we pray, we pray for God's glory. I pray, God, I don't want my name great, I want your name great. I'm like, Lord, I don't want to be the king. I want you to be the king. And I pray, Lord, give me the, the bravery to lay down my will that your will may be done in my life and in this world. So the first three requests are for God's glory. And then the next three requests are for our good. I pray for my daily bread. Lord, I have needs. I have daily needs. Food. Friendship, jobs, money. Give me this day our daily bread. And then forgive me, Lord, because I have sinned. I have done things. Forgive me as I forgive others. I not only need to be forgiven, but Lord, I need to forgive. And then come to the last movement. The one we probably pray the least. Because I pray for bread. I like bread. <laughs> and I pray for forgiveness. We all, you know what? We all feel bad some days, don't we? Lord, I'm a, I'm a pile of poo, and I'm sorry. <laughs> Forgive me. We feel bad, and we have forgiveness. But this third request, many of us never, ever pray. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. We are praying against our sin. I'm not just saying, I feel bad for sinning. For, you know, forgive me for my trespasses. That's me feeling bad for what I've done. But I'm saying this next movement, I'm saying, not only do I feel bad about what I've done, 
I want something to change. I don't want to stay there in the mud. The reason we pray, lead us not into temptation, because we are in a battle. We are in a battle. Every one of us, as we walk through life, we find ourselves in a battle. That battle is both within, and that battle is outside of us. First, the battle within. We've all felt it, right? The Apostle Paul describes it this way. The things I want to do, I do not do. The things I don't want to do are the things I end up doing. You ever felt that? I want to eat healthy, but I don't. Some part of me wants to do that thing, but that, that, that I'm being silly, but let's get even stronger than that. Maybe you pray, Lord, I do not want to lose my temper with my siblings today. Right, kids? I don't want to be a bad brother or sister. And you pray. And then what do you do five minutes later? You hit your sister. Some part of you wants to do good, but some other part of you really doesn't. There's an internal battle we all face. I saw this play out in a brutal way last week. I was at Life Challenge with my friends. I was making my world-famous chorizo y huevos, a staple of any Mexican household. I'm in the kitchen cooking, making it up. I'm making a bunch of it for all these 25 hungry guys. I'm at the dishes. Spraying off a pan out the window, I see one of the brothers, a man who just came into Life Challenged, had been clean for five days. Talked to him a little bit. He's telling me, you know, this time, I'm, I'm getting clean. I'm tired of being in the streets. I'm tired of shooting up. I'm done with it. I saw that, that young brother walking down the side or the, the driveway, and I just watched out the window, like, what is he doing? And he walked down the driveway and stopped at the sidewalk. Just stop there. I'm just, I'm not just watching him. And he looks down the street into Flint, looks back at the recovery center. And I'm like, oh, no. I see what's happening. This young man was at a crossroads. Am I going to use or am I going to keep on fighting for my sobriety? He looked down into Flint, looked back at the recovery center. Down the street. And I'm watching this young man. I'm watching him in an internal battle for his very life. That boy looked back one last time, looked to Flint, and took off running into the city. Just ran. I watched him lose the battle. I, I, I watched him, before my very eyes, jump back into the arms of the demon that owned him. It was heartbreaking to watch. But we all have been there. We all have come to crossroads and have wanted to do the right. But some part of us also wanted to do the wrong. Because the Bible even says that sin is fun for a season. That's why it's so tempting. If, if, if healthy food tasted as good as bad food, we'd all be skinny, right? Sometimes, the sinful stuff, it, it's covered in chocolate, man. It's got sprinkles on it. It's just like, come on, baby. And you're like, oh, it can't be that bad. 
We battle in our own souls. But the battle is not just within, the battle is also outside. Because if you follow Christ, you have an enemy, an adversary. The prayer in some Bible translation says, lead us not into temptation, but deliver me from the evil one. We have an enemy. Me and my kids enjoy watching movies. And in every movie, we've learned there's a hero and there's a villain. And some movies, you don't know who the villain is. It's going to be a, someone's going to betray someone. And you're always watching like, is this the bad guy? Is that the bad guy? Listen, there is a bad guy. And I know in our modern world, when I was a kid, what was the devil? When I was a kid... On Warner Brothers Looney Tunes, the devil had horns, cloven feet, a tail with a little like heart on the end or a little spade at the end, right? Had a pitchfork with three points. And it was ridiculous. If that was a devil, I wouldn't fear that. But there is an enemy. And when you decide in your heart, I want to follow Jesus. The enemy is going to try to pull you back to himself. The Bible says the enemy has come to steal, to kill, and destroy. It's a funny, that's a funny word. The words get worse. Steal, kill. But there's something worse than being killed. Steal, kill, destroyed. The enemy is not just satisfied seeing you dead. The enemy would love to make you worthless for God's kingdom. Your life would have absolutely no impact of love or goodness for anyone else in the world. We're in a battle. As we walk into the world, we will be faced with decisions and choices. I may want to follow and honor God, as I walk in the world, I'm going to be given opportunity to deny the God I say I love. This prayer is admission. I'm in a battle, and God, I need your help. Lead me not into temptation. Do Deliver me from evil. God Almighty, I don't want to sin anymore. A life challenge, it's not a court-appointed a court program. Meaning, if someone goes to life challenge to get clean, they're doing so for one major reason. They're finally ready to get clean, right? So we have a battle. If you pray this prayer, lead us not into temptation. You're also saying, not only am I in a battle, I want to win the battle. That's why we don't pray this. Because many of us are not ready to let go of our sin. Many of us have these self-destructive habits and we like them. We like them. 
I don't want to. I don't want to pray God take this away because I don't want it to go away. I'll quote the famous saint Saint Augustine, who once said, "Lord, give me chastity, just not yet." That's how we pray. Lord, I want to be good tomorrow. Lord, I want my. I want to let go of the sinful habit when I'm older. After the winter's gone, we. Many of us never pray for deliverance because we don't want to be delivered. We, the Bible says anyone who sins is a slave to sin. Some of us like being slaves. We like being ruled by this thing. To pray the prayer, lead me not into temptation. You're saying, God, I'm tired of being owned by this thing. I'm tired of being told what to do and where to go. And some sins are louder than others. Addiction's a loud sin. It's hard to hide forever. You hide it for a while, I know. But eventually it comes out and it says peekaboo. Some sins are easier to hide, like arrogance. A mean spirit. A judgmental attitude. Some of these things are easier to hide. But to pray the prayer, dear God. Sometimes I want my name to be great. Deliver me from myself. Dear Lord, sometimes I want to be the king. I want to be the queen. I don't want to do what you say. I want to do what I want to do. Deliver me from myself. Sometimes I don't want to ask God for daily bread. I want to trust in my own strength for it. And some days I don't want to forgive nobody. Right? I may know the path. I may see the path. And I'm like, Lord, you can't forgive this person. I don't want to do it. So I don't pray. Deliver me from evil. Because I'm embracing the evil. The prayer, lead me not into temptation, is saying not only am I in a battle, but I want to win this battle. I'm 40 years old, okay? I'm getting older. 40's old, 40-something. I'm not 20. I'm not a young buck. When you're 40, when you're 30, you're kind of formed, aren't you, Right? I'm kind of learned. I remember being a young kid. I remember being like 12, 13, 14, trying on different personalities. You ever do that? You're a goth kid one week, a heavy metal kid the next month. Who am I going to be? What crew is going to accept me? Oh. You had a mohawk last week. I have dreadlocks. What are you doing? Like, you know? But when you, you, then you find out who I am. What do I like? Who am I? You kind of find your rhythm. You find your movement. But a lot of us embrace our sin and say, well, this sin is just who I am. And we give up fighting it. That's not the way Christians walk. I'm 40 and I'm still, I am still plagued by sin. There are pieces of me that are still broken from childhood. So I have a choice. I can stay broken forever and just say, ah, it's what happened. It's the way it goes. Deal with it. 
Or we can pray to our good father and say, Father, I don't want to die this way. I don't want those I love to be wounded with my wounds. Lead me not into temptation. Deliver me from the evil. I want to win the battle. I don't want to be a slave anymore. I want to read, as we end, in 1 Corinthians chapter 10. It says this. Paul is talking about the nation of Israel. And he's comparing what they went through to what we go through. They were in the wilderness. We go through wilderness. In verse 6, Paul says, Now these things took place as an example for us that we might not desire evil as they did. Do not be idolaters as some of them were. As it is written, the people sat down to eat and drink and rose up to play. We must not indulge in sexual immorality as some of them did. And 23,000 fell in a single day. We must not put Christ to the test as some of them did and were destroyed by serpents. Nor grumble as some of them did and were destroyed by the destroyer. Now these things happened to them as an example for us. But they were written down for our instruction on whom the end of the ages has come. Therefore, let anyone who thinks that he stands take heed lest he fall. Let anyone who thinks that he stands take heed lest he fall. Listen. Before you point your finger at some sinner down the street... No, but for the grace of God, there go you. Then he says, No temptation has overtaken you that is not common to man. Everyone gets tempted. Everyone. It's Sunday morning. I got to preach. And this morning, what happens? I wake up and I pray. Wake up early going to get in the zone, the spiritual zone, take my dog for a walk on a beautiful Sunday morning, and my dog happens to be in heat. But you know, the neighbors, their dogs are all on leashes, so it'll be fine, right? It'll be fine. We're about a mile from home, I turn a corner, there's a, there's a big old male dog, not on a leash. <laughs> and guess what? He smelled something in the air, I think. And I know, and that dog hunted me and my dog for a mile. I'm, 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 I'm fighting for my dog's honor the whole way home. I mean, it was out of condition. I'm annoyed. I'm frustrated. I'm angry. I'm cursing this dog. If I had a dog, I had a gun. If I was shot, that thing. Steve, I mean, we made it home. We get in, and I'm just like, I'm sweaty. I'm like. I wanted some time to work on my sermon before that. I'm, I'm all out of shape. I'm, I'm, I'm annoyed. My wife, wait, my, I, and so I'm going to sit down for 20 minutes and just read the Bible and get ready. For, I'm, like, I'm going to calm down. I'm going to calm down. And my dog, man, 
for the next 20 minutes was all ramped up because of the whole thing we went through. It's whining, running around me, jumping up on stuff, just freaking out. I'm like, it's okay, we made it. And I'm like, if someone wake up and come downstairs and help me with the dog, I could work on my Bible. And no one came to help and would sleep in, love and life. So I started getting, getting mad at everybody in my heart, blaming them for my misfortune. I wanted the morning to be calm and full of Christ. And you know what happened? My temper flared up. And it burned my house down this morning. Temptation comes through all of us. But listen to what it says here. You will not be tempted beyond your ability. No temptation has overtaken you that's not common to man. God is faithful, and he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability. But with the temptation, he will also provide the way of escape that you may be able to endure it. Whatever temptation you go through, God has a stinking way of escape for you. You don't have to give in to it. I get in the car, I drive away, I'm all amped up. And the Lord, very, very clearly, he's like, don't leave it like that. And I'm like, I don't want to apologize. It's hard. It's, saying sorry is hard, right? I grab my phone, I call, and then, of course, my wife doesn't answer the phone, which really helps the whole thing calm down a lot. I just put the phone down like, it's okay, it's all right, it's all right. Then she called back, and I was like, baby, I'm sorry. The Lord provided a way of escape, and peace was restored to our home. Listen, we are in a battle. Some of our brothers right here are putting down the bottle, putting down the needle. But everyone else, we all have our own stuff. Whether we're throwing money away to gambling, whether we're a bitter, brutal, unkind, judgmental jerk, we all got our things. And the prayer Christ teaches all of us is not to accept who we are, but to instead say to the Father, I have sinned. And I don't want to sin this way anymore. I want to be changed. I want to be made whole. I'm 40 years old. And my prayer is that this temper of mine will not be this hot when I'm 60. Or when I'm 50. When I'm 45 or even 41. I want the Lord to do a work in me every single day. That's why we pray the prayer, Lord, lead me not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. As we end our service this morning, we're going to end in a very special way. In God's word, God commands, is any among you sick? Let them call on the elders to lay hands on them and pray. 
one of our beloved church family members has been sick for a little while now. Their health over the last two years, year, two years, has been just decreasing. And the doctors don't have a lot of answers. It's been a hard, hard season for the knaves. Those of you at Carriage Town know the knaves come here every Sunday at 8.30 and bring candy for all the Carriage Town crew. The knaves serve faithfully and love the Lord. But Mrs. Knaves' health, it's been bad. And so this morning, we're going to lay hands on her and ask the God of heaven to touch her. So Greg and Chrissy, come. I'm going to ask our elders and deacons to please come forward. Roy, come in on this. Angie. We believe our loving Father can do supernatural things. And we're asking our Father to touch our sister and to bring her health back. So if you'd please raise a hand in solidarity, we are going to pray. God in heaven. Greg and Chrissy love you very much and they trust you. And I've watched them over the last year, the last two years. They have suffered well. They have been gracious and generous to nurses and to doctors and to long waiting times and to a thousand tests. They have given away kindness and smiles even in the midst of their own suffering. This is what your servants do, Lord. But I ask, Father, I ask, please, for a reprieve and a respite. I ask, oh Lord, that you would touch, that you would move in my sister's body, you would bring strength and health. I ask for wisdom that you would show us a way forward. Some answers would be nice, oh Lord. So Father, continue to encourage and give grace to the knaves. And Father, touch her body. Touch her body, oh Lord. In Christ's name we ask all these things. Amen. As we are dismissed, this is going to happen. We're going to put, I'm going to put the ice cream truck over here in this corner. So kids, it's over there. Give Mr. Bill a minute to get the ice cream truck over there. You can come, your parents can help you and all that good stuff. The food